This is Saturday Morning Mysteries. And we're your hosts, Alexis and Grace. Hello. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Mysteries bonus content in tangents. We're your hosts, Grace and Alexis. And we're continuing. Like you just flew through that as like a prescription <laughs> drug commercial. <laughs> Side effects include. Side effects include. Uh, <laughs> or like Go once, go twice. And so we're back to talk about uh, continuing on our kind of mini Toon Tangent series where we talk about adult animated shows. Um, Alexis is going to be talking about another one today that I'm so curious and slightly concerned about she's been giving me a lot of like forewarnings about this one that i still don't know what it is so yeah i'm just gonna cut straight to the chase and pass the tour because i'm past the torch i don't know what to think and what's happening (laughs) oh i don't even know yeah i i'll just like really quickly tell the audience a little bit of what i told grace that uh, has her like clearly stressed out and concerned about what I'm about to talk about for the next 20 or yeah. so minutes here. Uh, one of the things I told her was that I actually, uh, I was really on the fence about whether I wanted to include this show on my yeah. list, not because I don't love the show. I have loved this show since it first aired in 2005. And even before that, the comic strip that this show was based off of, uh, so it's not my love for the show that uh, was at issue. It was more so the subject matter of the show and how, in my humble opinion, it is probably the edgiest or maybe the only second only to like South Park, the edgiest adult animated show to ever air on TV. It's not, not it wasn't direct to streaming because again, we're taking a little trip back to 2005 here. Is it this still a, on the air? It is not still on the air, okay. unfortunately. Maybe there's, uh, maybe I'll get into how it may be in the future, okay. but ultimately I think the show is done. It's over, but it's so good. You can now catch it on HBO Max because it originally aired on Cartoon Network on Adult Swim, as I said, came out in 2005 in November to be exact of 2005, ended mm-hmm. in June, 2014. What show am I talking about, friends I and family? Don't know. Oh wait, I'm talking about the Boondocks. Boondocks. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you like realize, like, oh shit, yeah. Should we stop recording? <laughs> Should we end the episode before I take it any further? No, so I've actually never watched it, but I know you love this show and I just put it together. I didn't know this was a comic strip. It was. So yeah. Um, Get into it. it. Was in, so uh, kind of similarly to like Calvin and Hobbes, actually, it was like a, a Sunday paper type of thing. And then I think they eventually really? did like graphic novels compiling like larger stories. Yeah. So um, if you're like me and Grace, at least, then your local, your hometown newspaper probably ran some Boondocks mm. comics, at least in the Sunday papers, if not just like in the daily comic section. So yeah, it was a um, pretty popular comic that also got canceled after a while. Uh, the show faces a lot of cancellation, which was yeah, why damn. I was hesitant to cover. It's It gets canceled. Well, I shouldn't it say it gets canceled for a good reason, but um the reasons why it got canceled definitely contribute to the factoring of it being the edgiest show okay. to ever, I think the edgiest adult animated show, at least, to ever hit the airwaves. Okay. So let me 
let me introduce the show for people who are not familiar with it. Um, and yes, I am straight up recommending this. I am sorry <laughs> if you get uncomfortable while watching it, if you take me up on my recommendation, but I actually think it's probably I mean, one of the most important shows thing. ever. It is yeah. a good thing. We should feel uncomfortable every now and again. Yeah. So the show first premiered on Adult Swim back in November of 2005, which fucking LOL. This is why I love Cartoon Network. To imagine that this show was on Cartoon Network, even yeah, though it was it, their late night programming block. Still though. It makes me so happy. And unfortunately, <laughs> after like shortly after the show came out, Cartoon Network went downhill because they were like, okay, maybe this is a little too edgy for like something that kids may stay up late and accidentally be watching. Uh, but whatever. So it whatever. ended in 2014. And that probably sounds like a long run, like almost nine years. But in yeah. all of that time, it actually only had four seasons. And oh, um, so it was like on and off. Down. Yeah, 55 episodes total. So really not that much. And so they were spread out 2005, 2007, 2010, and 2014. Oh, okay. And the first and fourth seasons, let me tell you, were doozies to release again the edginess and got it the, yeah all of that but I'll, I'll maybe get you know to that a little bit more later yeah and so the show what is this about and like I said it's based off a comic strip that is essentially about the same thing uh but the show expands more on that story it talks about the Freeman family a dysfunctional black trio two boys and their grandfather who have settled into the fictional but very friendly and honestly overall white and affluent suburb mm. of Woodcrest. And the family is led by Robert Jebediah, AKA granddad Freeman. And he is the legal guardian of uh, a 10 year old Huey, who is essentially the family's like moral compass. He's very intelligent, mm. super, very, very far left leaning political ideology. As a 10 year old. As a 10 year old, social justice advocate and activist, and honestly, like very skilled, like with weapons and like at martial arts as well, again, as a 10 year old. Yep. Um, and then also there's Riley. He is the eight-year-old younger brother who's very mm. rebellious and clever. He's like very into like hip hop culture and rapping, and he's actually very artistic. Um, and he's he's just very mischievous, like always getting into trouble and like trying to smooth talk his way out of very, very it's tight like situations. An eight-year-old, eight right. And also just showing like the kind of like the spectrum or the opposite, how opposite Huey and Riley are. Riley, yeah. But ultimately it's a very, very loving, uh, like tight knit family, albeit, like I said, quite dysfunctional. Um, yeah. And so after the unfortunate death of Huey and Riley's parents, mm -hmm. granddad, he uses the inheritance money actually to move this family out of the city, which there's an argument over whether it's Chicago, Illinois, or Columbia, Maryland, both mm. two cities that are like pretty affluent in terms of the black community. Um, but anyway, so they, granddad moves them from the city and into the even more affluent suburbs. Mm. And so I will note that a reboot of the show was announced back in June of 2019 oh, and it was supposed was. to premiere. Got me excited. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. It was supposed to come out in 2022, which would have been amazing because this show does a very good job of combining current events into the stories and satir mm. satirizing them, parodying them, whatever. Yeah. Um, satirical. 
Exactly. Thank you. And so thinking about all this stuff going on in 2022, that would have been great for like all of the comedic relief that we needed. Mm. But unfortunately, in February of uh, 2022, this year, it was announced that the show, the project was canceled. So also, I will add that the the man who voiced um, Granddad, he actually passed away in 2019, sadly, John Witherspoon, uh. who, uh, so sad, he was like, he was a legend. But anyway, so yeah. <laughs> three big reasons why I love this show. <laughs> One, and, sorry, really quick. Yeah, go show, for it. Yeah, yeah. It just like follows the family, like in like the day to day, like it follows. The yes. Okay. Yes. So, and yeah, I'll, I'll get right to that. So the three big reasons it's like pure satire. The show pulls no punches. And also the animation and music overall is like straight up from the gods, which I'll get to that later. We'll get to that. So pure satire though. So the show, it essentially is covering like a number of just absolutely wild shenanigans, um, business or attempted business ventures and like overall mishaps at the the family. The children and granddad, ultimately, (laughs) and and their neighbors. (laughs) Yeah, in some cases, or they try to, or at least enterprises of some sort, perhaps criminal enterprises in some way. (laughs) So an entrepreneur. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And the story, it it involves like a lot of their neighbors and other community Hmm. members in the city or this town of Woodcrest. And so it just really talks about the Freemans getting into their own shenanigans, but also being roped into their community's shenanigans as well. Um, and so that, you know, keeping in mind what I said before about them moving from like the like urban, more dense city into this mm-hmm. like super white affluent suburb, the show is really ultimately about them adjusting to this new high class lifestyle. Like when I say mm-hmm. they like they lean into it, like they buy a like a McMansion, straight up beautiful house. Granddad becomes essentially like really good friends with the uh, the richest man in town. Oh, um, Ed Ed Wensler Sr., I believe is his name. He owns like every bank, every restaurant, every store, uh-huh. every house essentially there for <laughs> in town. And he like instantly uh-huh. takes a liking for Granddad. Um, but the show thus provides like a very, very stinging commentary on like the wealth divide, socio-political yeah. issues in America. And like it really uses the concept of clashing cultures and class stereotypes to like mm, drive home the, the exactly yeah. really make these points. So, like, for example. At one point in the very first episode, just like as a quick, quick little example, uh-huh. granddad, he recalls because, you know, he, he's an older fellow. So he was alive during the civil rights movement in the like 50s and 60s. And he recalls uh, attending a protest at one point and being harassed by his other fellow protesters because granddad he decided it would be a good idea to wear like a rain jacket and a bucket hat so that if the police started hosing them he would at least stay dry <laughs> oh my god and the other protesters are like no 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 you need to get out of here with that like we're here really trying to fight and granddad's and like, like well i wish you and then they get sprayed by a hose and granddad's like well i bet you wish you had your coat now did you <laughs> oh, yeah. he's just standing there in this flashback yeah and um <laughs> So naturally, the show had uh, a bit of protest from modern day civil rights leaders. 
<laughs> saw that and took offense like Al Sharpton. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, what do we always say? Uncomfortable topics? Sometimes the best way to cope yeah. is just to laugh and turn them into funny situations. Yeah. Um, on top of all of these just very topical jokes about not just the civil rights movement, but like modern race relations in America. Yeah. And again, like the soci or the economic divide, like the difference between the poor and the rich and how the wealthy view the poor and assume so many things about the poor. Mm. Um, there's also a lot of funny uh, parody celebrity versions of themselves. So like, Tyler Perry is the subject <laughs> of one episode. Oh my God. Perhaps is shat on quite a bit. Oprah Winfrey <laughs> has an episode where, <laughs> where two of the uh, supporting characters in the show, these, these two uh, white former, I think, is it the Iraq war or Afghanistan? They're vets from one of those wars, uh -huh. but one of them, he's like the son of Ed Wunsler and he's, you know, one of the richest guys in town. Uh, funny enough, these two white guys are voiced by Samuel L. Jackson and Ch uh, Charlie Murphy, okay, the brother of Eddie Murphy. Wait, yeah. Just like generally of guys. like casting, incredible, but Beautiful also casting. very funny. What, hilarious because it's two white guys and then you hear Sam Jackson's voice come out <laughs> and it's so funny. Um, but yeah, so they make a plot to kidnap Oprah because they're like bored, <laughs> essentially. These two rich kids are bored and they like rope Riley into the plan who's like excited to help them out. Um, yeah, so that's like the kind of humor just in uh -huh. like the first couple of episodes. Um, and then, like I said before, the show pools no punches, which I already kind of alluded to. They mm. are quick to kind of joke about the civil rights movement. Obviously, a very, very important and pivotal moment in American history. Not here to question that whatsoever in the show. I think it actually it helps you learn about these issues in a different light. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's it is a, it's an animation show and it's fictionalized, but it really does help you kind of look at what other views from what is typically seen as a monolithic kind of ideology may mm. have been on the civil rights movement. Like, yes, obviously, I'm pretty sure all black people wanted the civil rights movement to happen, <laughs> but there were varying levels of involvement. And it's just right. interesting to see their take on how different people were trying to deal with things at that time, given mm. like the reality of trying to overhaul a political system in a matter of just a few years. And so, right. like I said, the show the pulls no things. punches, the, the, the tiny things. And so the show pulls no punches and, you know, kind of, addressing Rob or um, uh, granddad's memories of his involvement in the civil rights oh, no. movement. Huey, the 10 year old son, as I said mm. before, is very, very far left politically leaning. And he is always trying to essentially stir up the emotions of people in this wealthy community by calling out like the war on terrorism, the war on poverty, the war on drugs, sure. and just, you know, even going into other black communities and saying like, BET is terrible. Like he goes on a hunger strike until BET promises black entertainment television, yeah. uh, which is a, a TV station. He's like, I'm going on a hunger strike until BET actually puts content that's like that positively portrays the Black experience mm. on the air, which I will add, BET tried to sue for, I think it was like defamation. Did sue the show? <laughs> or Viacom <laughs> like threatened to like sue if they didn't like pull the episode or like if they did air that episode. What the and book? Cartoon Damn. Network was like, 
now we're definitely gonna yeah now they're like no and we're gonna publish the letters your lawyers delayed they delayed the release i think but after watching it i'm like (laughs) oh shit yeah i definitely see why det and viacom wanted to sue them for this um but yeah so like they do not mince words they call people out directly if it wasn't animated then it would probably be very ripe for a defamation lawsuit but since it's a cartoon (laughs) they can write it off as a parody Uh um and yeah, all of these reasons, like this is why the first season took a long time for the studio mm. to actually like get it right. Because uh, I should say Aaron Magruder is the name of the guy who writes and produces the show, at least the first three seasons. And he also created the comic book series. Mm. So they had a rough time working with his, his scripts and his storylines because they were like, mm. we can't quite put this on TV. It was originally supposed to air on Fox. And they were like, yeah, need to like dumb this down to like the family guy level. This is a little, (laughs) a little too topical. Mm. Um, So, you know, that deal, the Fox deal eventually fell through. And again, why I fucks with Cartoon Network, or at least back then I did. Yep. Adult Swim, they came across the script somehow. Yeah. And they were like, oh, bring these guys in. And they were (laughs) like you know what? Just tell the stories. Like, I'm not here to mute you. I'm not here to censor you. It's probably going to come on after 9 p.m. So you guys can say whatever you want. Yeah, there's no rules after 9 p.m. on Cartoon Network. (laughs) Essentially, like, right? (laughs) So, um, yeah. And from there, the show, well, I shouldn't say it took off because, again, it only had four seasons, Mm -hmm. but it became a huge, huge success, at least in the hearts of a lot of folks. And um, real quick, the third reason why I love this show the animation and the music it is from mm. the gods so <laughs> i'm describing this and if you've never watched it then the last sort of animation style that you could probably imagine all of this going down in is, is anime this is this <laughs> yeah style. exactly you're probably like oh this is probably a fun cute animation it's an anime literally uh-huh. aaron magruder is a huge anime fan the the creator of the show so a lot of the um the background imagery, the music that's used, and the main, like, the way that they draw the characters, it's mm-hmm. based on classic anime shows like Samurai Champloo and, like, Cowboy Bebop, and there are so many others, whatever, but he essentially used straight up, like, Japanese and South Korean animation techniques, and I think they had a South Korean animation studio actually do the oh, really? animation at some point. Yeah, that's so it's dope. straight up, like, <laughs> the fight scenes, which there are many, <laughs> oddly enough, are like in that anime style where it like does the pan in on like the characters' faces. Yeah, it has tr- like the jazzy hip hop music in the background uh-huh. and everything. And like I said before, Huey for some reason is great with weapons and martial arts. So he like will pull out like a samurai sword and start fighting Riley and what. Like, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, exactly. Well, like those zoom ins and stuff and the even if- intense like kicks and landing shots yeah even if just like uh so yeah I, i've probably never seen maybe a couple episodes but like i mean even just because like i can picture it in my head of even just like the moment to moment of like think of again of like really uh like big eyes like emotive yeah. eyes big hair like, yeah yeah uh, the like afros the and so, yeah. yeah yeah with it but go on um no no yeah that's like super accurate and just like the lankiness of the way characters are it's like oddly they're muscular and lanky at the same time yep. <laughs> just yeah if, if, if anyone has watched anime then you understand what we're getting at with like the description of it um of these characters uh, mm-hmm. but even if you haven't 
just go check it out. You'll see. And then you'll be yeah, like, oh, wow, this it. is a very unique take on adult animation. That's not like straight up Japanese or Korean or yeah. anything like that. Um, yeah. So I'm really just, I'm skimming the surface here because I want people to watch it. Not only, um, not only because I think it says a lot of really, really important things and gets a lot of important messages across, like socio-politically and just culturally, but also because it is just very, very funny. But I will acknowledge the language is quite foul. <laughs> it is bad. Yeah. And if, uh, but I'm going to say if if we are warning you that a show has foul language, then <laughs> be forewarned that it is very, very foul language because Good we clearly are used to yeah shows with um that definitely are not. PG or even PG-13 rated. The show is definitely <laughs> a solid NC-17. Um, ah. And, you know, I'm just going to say our audience, you guys probably will get very uncomfortable watching it at some points because it makes some very, very, uh, very strong points about race relations in particular mm. in America and the history of like the racial divide and the racial gap and the wealth gap and just poverty disparities and all of mm. these things it's like and i know we're not going to get into politics here but i will say if you're if you're anti-establishment then you'll really like this if you're anti-establishment and you're willing to hear some uncomfortable things and you're definitely going to like this show mm. um i won't get more into the politics than that but <laughs> it's definitely worth a watch i wish it could have continued um, mm. I wish it didn't get canceled, but again, the, the very reason why it got canceled is honestly the reason why I love it so much. And I think it's just yeah. because it was, it was so fucking edgy and it made too many, too many of the suits at the top floor of, you know, the Warner brothers or whatever, the yeah. Cartoon Network office building a little too uncomfortable, or maybe like yeah. your friends were calling them like, Hey, that one show was making fun of my company or whatever. <laughs> All right. And so they were like, all right, we gotta, we gotta shut this down, but totally worth the watch. Uh, similarly to the last show that I talked about, Bojack Horseman, since it's over and done with, you don't have to feel like you're pressured to catch up rush. with it at, you know, yeah. To, to catch up with the show at a certain time. Go on HBO Max, find it on there, maybe watch a couple episodes to process. <laughs> and I will say, even though it came out in 2005, you know, the topics are still very, very relevant right, today. Because even, America's still like super racist. So like, yeah, even 20 years later, there's a lot of issues in that, that that show covers that uh, still have not been resolved, still mm. are lingering over our heads. And um, I think that the way that they cover them in that show remains true today, even so many years later. So check it out. You will laugh. I don't think you'll cry, but you will definitely laugh. Maybe and you will definitely like cry sit from back laughter? and think. Yeah, you will cry from laughter. Gotcha. I, I do think so. Um, but also, I, I, I think you might have a new perspective on on our nation a little mm. bit after you after you check on, on the United States. I should say. I know we've got people listening in other countries too. Um, yeah. And also, if you're if you're from another country and you're listening to this, then check it out because it actually will Maybe give you a learn. It'll give you a good look on how America, unfortunately, can sometimes be, but um, how there is a lot of promise definitely still if we yeah. just do the right thing I'll leave yeah. it at that <laughs> yes. I feel like I mean this I mean it sounds like I know you mentioned the potential revival of it but this is like mm -hmm. a primed for uh exclusively streaming service type of thing just because it's slightly less conglomerate maybe sometimes yeah. and like yeah 
you can have a little more of that elbow room, I think, when it's just a streaming service to do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. Netflix, if you're watching this, I think it's Paramount now that owns them. Yeah. Or someone, I forget who owns it now, but yeah, someone give, give the creators a call. I, although mm. actually I'm at the point now, if, if this was before John Witherspoon, the actor had died, then I would say go for it. Oh, right, but at this point, at this point, unfortunately, I'm like, oh, that guy, he's so iconic. I don't really think yeah, anyone else can voice. Yeah. So unfortunately I think they just missed the opportunity. Like, if they ever rebooted it, I would definitely, definitely watch it. But at this point, I'm like, I, you would know it. I'm would totally, exactly yeah, I'm fine with them not doing that. Cause even the fourth season, um, Aaron Magruder, he did not, he wasn't involved with it. He only did the first mm. three and it's because it just became too difficult to hammer everything out. And so even oh. in that, like it's, it's still a really good season, but it's nowhere near as good as the first three mm. because he wasn't involved with it. So it's like, if you change one piece of that equation, it just, yes yeah so if uh I think he was supposed to do the reboot though the writer was supposed to come back for the reboot but then John Witherspoon had passed away so it's like oh they just couldn't oh well but yeah which wasn't seasons yeah it's those four seasons on their own I I think it's enough I mean (laughs) there could always be more but yeah, I, I think it's to have good. the same spark and magic. Yes, yes, it's it's yeah. good. I I know though. Me and my brothers always used to say like, man, especially around um, 2016, we were like, oh my god, if the Boondocks was out right now, it would it. literally be the best season ever. It would have been <laughs> the best season. Um, which my last little thing that I'll say here, shout out to my brothers. That's part of the reason why I love this show so yeah. much is because the three of us used to watch this show together all of mm. the time. Like I'm pretty sure we had all four seasons on DVD and we would just pop those shits and rewatch, replay. And so I just have so many memories of us just joking around, like quoting that show yeah. out of context or whatever in random places in life and people looking at us like, it's okay yeah right <laughs> don't, don't, don't please don't call the cops on me I, I swear i'm good it was from a tv show and then they look even more concerned <laughs> like, no, um, no, no no i'm quoting a 10 year old it's good <laughs> no he's not but it's okay because he's really a cartoon not. so it's fine <laughs> so um, yeah it's all good so yeah, yeah shout well, out to rep. my brothers for getting me on that show and uh yeah Awesome, awesome show. Go check it out, everyone. Again, HBO Max. HBO Max. Yeah. yeah. Very good recommendation. Uh, yeah, I need to go back and watch that like in full. And, yeah. Uh, I warned you yeah. guys. <laughs> Trigger warning. <laughs> I warned you. Yeah. But again, like as as we've said in the BoJack episode, as we've said multiple times, mm-hmm. even today's episode of like, yeah, hey, sometimes like sprinkling humor onto really hard topics is the way to get people there on them and exactly. like invite people in to then like be like okay but here's the here's the real sitch going exactly. on exactly so, here's um, the underlying story yeah yeah get, get past all the dark depressing very inappropriate aspects and actually yeah nail down to the the true topic and i promise you will learn something because even though they're cartoons these shows definitely opened my eyes to some some mm. shit like 
obviously it's a cartoon again, but just making you see things differently. It's yeah. Uh, I'll leave it at that because I don't want to give too much away about these shows. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I need to. Oh, I need to up that one to the top of the watch list yeah. and uh, HBO Max. Yes. All right. Good work. Cool. Good wreck. Thank you. Yeah. Check it out and uh, drop some comments. If you, if you're familiar with the show, tell me oh, who yeah. your favorite character is. Um, there are many, many prominent characters I didn't even mention here today, but t- yeah, tell us who your favorite character is, maybe what your favorite episode is. Um, if you haven't watched it, go check it out. Let us know what you think afterwards. And again, yeah. like I said, with Bojack, don't come for my throat <laughs> when you, when it <laughs> makes you feel ways or when you you get a little cringed out yeah. at some point Which, like again maybe that's the moment we need to step back and mm-hmm. think about why we're uncomfortable in that mm-hmm. scene and exactly. uh, maybe do some self-learning there and unpacking yeah. rather than uh let's let's normalize some of taking these to the internet to yell about things which mm-hmm. is not productive at all yes not at all or good for the health but that's for another podcast to talk about so (laughs) thanks for tuning in guys yeah (laughs) thanks uh, we'll see you next time yeah bye bye thanks for tuning in to saturday morning mysteries if you enjoyed this episode please share rate review leave us a like and drop a comment We post episodes every Saturday and bonus tune tangents whenever we feel like it. So please subscribe so you don't miss the shenanigans. And if you want to follow us on YouTube, click the bell under the YouTube subscribe button to receive notifications when new videos are posted. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, we have no idea what you're listening to us on. So just hit the big subscribe button on whatever app you're using. We we believe in you. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at SatmornMist, all the abreeds, and let us know if you have any episode or show requests by emailing SaturdayMorningMysteries at gmail.com. Thanks to Jenna Kendall for the logo design and to Ava Sakiki for the music used during this week's episode. See y'all groovy kids next week on Saturday Morning Mysteries. Bye.